Leafs talk, JD Bunkus, Sam McKee. Brother, we took one night off the entire year. Uh, we take we take one night off, and boy, did we pay the price. The DMs, the DMs for the boys at JD Bunkus, at Sam McKee were popping. I, I thought I was popular. I was at Ennis's 40th birthday on yeah. Saturday night. I looked at my phone I'm like, ooh, look at me. People want to talk. And all it was was people ripping that we took one night because it happened to be Morgan Riley cross-check night in the rebirth of the Battle of Ontario. Can, can I say that um, I really appreciate everybody that loves this show. Sure. Uh, coming into my DMs. Everybody? When I'm, when, when I'm in the middle of, yeah, most people, not maybe not all of them, but most people, coming into my DMs when I'm in the middle of my annual Super Bowl uh party weekend where i go with 14 15 guys we all watched the hockey game and i was just enjoying myself my phone was away and then i went i sent a couple tweets maybe should have had the breathalyzer on the phone before i sent the tweets i put the mm. phone away went down and looked at it and when you get to this age if you're a younger person that listens to this show anytime you drink uh, a lot of anxiety involved and uh yeah so our listeners caused me an incredible amount of anxiety with the amount of DMs I got about, where's the show? Oh, oh, it's like free content every night. The one night we miss, we just get blasted for it. It's a tough one. Tough one for the Least Talk listeners. I love you. I will Jesus. Say, I will say, Ennis having his 40th birthday on a night of Battle on Terror. Real selfish stuff. Yeah, classic. Real Ennis. selfish stuff. Classic Ennis. Classic, classic Ennis. Definitely blame him. I didn't even watch the game live. Like you, oh, yeah. at least you knew what was going on. I, I was already, you know, multiple drinks deep <laughs> in uh, Uber back home, thinking I was having a good time. Someone mentioned it in passing. They said Leafs got in a scuffle the other game. I went, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, oh, is that so? <laughs> can I can I tell you that I was at the cottage? There's about 14 people. Most of them Leaf fans. Some of them not all locked in on the Leafs game. And I can tell you, peaking around 9.30 p.m., the party, what yeah. the reaction was to the, uh, the uh, cross-check from Morgan Riley. Let's just say it was a positive one. Let's just say it was enjoyed by the yeah. fellas. Um, okay, listen. I, uh, this is a good way to start because, mm. listen, it's Leafs talking. The Morgan Riley suspension came down today. Yeah. I thought tonight was an excellent game for the Maple Leafs. Just a, a really, really quality performance and a, a good reminder to Sheldon Keefe that the rest of his guys can actually play <laughs> NHL hockey and that, that he won't melt if he ends up having to play some other guys a few extra minutes every given night or that he actually gives some other dudes some opportunities. Mm -hmm. I do want to get into this. But, yeah, the Morgan Riley suspension gets announced right before the game starts. He gets five games. Most people thought it was going to be six, right? Mm -hmm. Most people yeah. thought it was going to be six games. I think Elliot Friedman had a really good article that was up on sportsnet.ca just basically going through the history of these things. Yep. And there was only two going back to, I want to say 2014, where they didn't result. The in-person hearing didn't result yep. in six or more. So chalk up Morgan Riley to that. I know that this is Leafs talk. And so, well, yeah. one, I'm probably playing to the right crowd because it's mostly Leaf fans watching this. But I... I don't, I still don't understand five games. I don't understand the whole, oh, Greg wasn't ready or it was outside of play. Why yeah. these things matter? Like you took a clapper into the other team's empty net. You didn't expect anything was going to happen. He's totally fine. He didn't sustain an injury. In fact, the senators are making light of it with Valentine's Day jokes because they know that it's no big deal. Yeah. I don't have a, issue whatsoever i've said this multiple times now at this point on my own podcast with what greg did but 
for him to be thinking like, oh, and I had no idea that someone would ever come up to me and try to cause me any harm after a play like that. It's ridiculous. I think it's an embarrassment for the league. It would be fine if they were consistent with these cross checks, but you can go find a thousand different ones. And frankly, Morgan Riley is one of the only guys on this Leafs team that you just cannot question whatsoever when it comes to the care factor and the get it factor. Mm -hmm. And when he comes back to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, at home against the Vegas Golden Knights on, I think it's Tuesday, the 28th, he better get a standing ovation. He better get, remember when people here gave Tavares the standing ovation because uh, the Islanders fans booed him and we had John Tavares, Tavares Day and it was oh, so cringy. <laughs> this better be five times that. Because if yeah. you're a Leafs fan, you should you should probably care pretty deeply about Morgan Riley. For sure. And you're, everything you said there, like I don't have a whole lot to add, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought that it's just... I, I I hate to be the the Leafs conspiracy guy because I truly hate that guy more than anything. But, I don't really believe that stuff. But the Leafs are one of the softest teams in the league by everyone's estimations, right? That people look at them as a team that doesn't retaliate, that doesn't really play dirty. They are one of the least penalized teams in the league. And it's just, to me, it's like, why do they have the most suspensions since 2017, 2018? Why are they number one in the league? I don't understand it. It just feels like every one of these these suspensions that they get seems like they're always two games heavy to me. To me, this is a two-gamer or three-gamer. It's very easy. You don't have to call the in-person. It's just they're always a little heavy, and I don't necessarily understand why. Like I, I guess it's just the factor that there's people like us where it's a flashpoint, a flashpoint moment in a Hockey Night in Canada game where everyone's watching and then there's two full days of discourse before they actually announce it and they feel like they have to pander to other fans or other teams or whatever it is. I don't understand it. It's not like I'm like, Peros hates the Leafs. You know, it's, Colton Orr ended, knocked him out and now he hates the Leafs because of that. Like, I'm really not that guy. But it just feels like these suspensions are always a little extra for the Leafs and I don't necessarily understand why it is, bud. It's a little mm-hmm. weird. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm ready for all the theories, but I guess it's just the discourse. Well, I mean, part of it is that Nazem Kadri went crazy twice mm. and that those are taken into account. So, and then one of them is Jason Spezza, which was, again, in my opinion, too many games. Yep. Right. Like got yep. too many, but one that was probably only two or three above. I, I don't think it should have been a fine. Matthews was like, I've seen way worse than that. Should have been a fine. Should have been one. Like, it just feels like it's sure. always one or two extra. So that's all I'm getting I, at I don't want to go over and relitigate all of these. I don't no, believe in I don't conspiracy either. stuff whatsoever. I do think that there's a little bit of, yes, uh, like, dude, the, the amount of coverage that this thing got and the fact that we're still doing it right now and I'm going to be doing it again tomorrow uh, on my show. Join the, cl- yeah. join the club, buddy. <laughs> just, yeah, I, I think that this has been the most discussed play since Bertuzzi, honestly. Like, yes. this has been... Done to death for three days. But yeah, now we have some finality with it. And yeah, now hopefully all the people who thought it was the worst thing that they've ever seen and Mm -hmm. thought that maybe they needed to turn off hockey or that Morgan Riley was completely unjustified and a vicious goon and thug and who's trying to ruin the spirit of the game. Now they have some justice. Now they can rest their head on the pillow tonight knowing that they don't have to see horrible Lady Bing nominee Morgan Riley skating around the ice anymore, terrifying the children. Anyway. So, I mean, I guess the, he should have just punched him in the face. 
Should have just yeah, punched no. him in the face, right? It's like, and then it's or like, just we move on. Him. Well, apparently, if Greg was facing him and he cross-checked him in the throat, then it's fine. Like, if he cross-checks him in the throat. He looked right at him. Yeah, Get your is. hands up. Yeah, what do you thing. expect? He was looking thing. him in the eye. He looked at him, dumbest and he's like, thing. here we go. And he's like, what do you expect? This is I, the biggest hot shot move in league history. Like, what are you doing? Read the report, and you will laugh your ass off. Anyways, I can't. The, I the, Leafs were, the Leafs are without Tavares tonight, Mitch Marner, late scratches. And Morgan Riley's out with suspension. And your first thought is, holy crap, how are they going to survive this one? How are they going to end up looking this one? What was your first thought? They're definitely going to win. Yeah. Which is sad. It's always these kind of games, man. Where it's like, I thought with Riley out, I'm like, oh, you know, that's one thing. And they'll galvanize reason to get up for a game in a different way. There's a different motivation factor. A bunch of guys are in the lineup that, shouldn't be in the lineup that are getting an opportunity. I did think that the Leafs are going to play a, a tight checked game. Mm-hmm. And if you're Sheldon Keith, this was a, a dream for you because you didn't give any up any opportunities essentially the entire night. The one goal that happens is just a bad box out by Lilligren mm-hmm. after you kill the penalty extremely well where you had more opportunities in the blues. Penalty kill was good again tonight, by the way, against mm-hmm. a, a power play that they pointed out is red hot and responsible for this entire, you know, seven of eight wins that the blues are carrying right now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just more of a, like what, what you touched on has definitely been a thing for the Leafs, but I do think that there's a reason for it beyond just, Oh, this team's so weird. It's that, yeah, you, you got a reason and there's a different focus that goes on on a night where you're missing three guys than yeah. on your average game where everybody's playing and it's cookie night against, you know, the San Jose Sharks. No, you're right. That's it. They just ha- It's something that they have to lock in and something that brings them focus. You mentioned the the lockdown. The, I guess we should probably talk about Bobby McMahon who got the hat. Well, trick yeah, I, I think it to all ties together, though. Like, yeah. McMahon was awesome in this game. He's clearly the story of this thing. But, yeah. dude, the Leafs were awesome. They played... Great. When, when were the moments of, oh boy, the Blues look good? It was maybe a, a minute or two in the second yeah. period, and then they had a minor push in the first. The mm-hmm. third period was a complete no-show from St. Louis. And I don't, uh, like, I'm not faulting these guys. They've been red hot. Like I said, they've won seven of their last eight. Mm-hmm. Some of those wins against some pretty inferior opponents. But I just loved seeing Toronto play a simple game of play physical, don't make stupid mistakes, get the puck in deep, Go chase it on the forecheck. Go win puck battles along the wall. Create traffic in front and put a couple of pucks away from a big greasy grinder that they found in the ECHL. Like yeah. I love tonight. I know, me too. And I will, you know, not to not to poo-poo it at all. I thought the Blues were pretty dreadful tonight, and I think it's a little bit of the yeah. cookie, a little bit of the the what's the cookie in the egg? That's not the saying. What's the yeah. saying? Chicken in the egg, <laughs> cookie in the egg. Jesus, I talk too much. Uh, the chicken in the egg, where it's like, was it because the Leafs were so good, or because the Blues were so bad? But I didn't think the Blues sustained a lot of pressure, and a lot of that had to do with mm-hmm. the Leafs' defensive game, which I think was really good tonight. One of the big things that jumped out to me is T.J. Brody is way better on the other side. Like, clearly, it's much easier for him to play hockey when he's not handcuffed the entire game. And I thought that was noticeable from the drop of the puck. I don't love Lilligren up there, clearly. I thought, to me, he was a guy that I still noticed having issues. A couple guys Lilligren got behind him. Lilligren worst yeah, player in my A couple opinion. guys got behind him. Like, it's not a good debut for him playing on the top pair, that's for sure. But I don't know if you agree with me, but I just thought Brody looked a lot more comfortable playing on the right side of the ice for him. You know, it just, 
I they kind of opened my eyes to be like, maybe if you get if you get Tanev, he doesn't play with Riley. You play him with Brody. It just feels like a guy that has been playing handcuffed the whole season, and he's getting a little bit too old for that. I don't know if you saw the same thing. No, I thought that I thought that Brody had a solid game. Again, I thought most of the Leafs played a really solid defensive game. It's an interesting observation. I would say that it still leaves them like I've always thought it feels like they're two defensemen short because yeah. ideally you'd love to be able to keep Benoit and McCabe together, mm-hmm. right? You, you don't want to split that up. I hear what you're saying about playing Brody on his correct side, but then, yeah, who are you playing Morgan Riley with? Again, they've, they've tried the Timothy Lilligren thing. It's not going to happen. And tonight was, you're not writing off a guy because of one bad game, one opportunity. And people have pointed out that, you know, he had a horrible ankle sprain that he's working his way back from. Yeah. But he he's a guy that has just been fighting it all season long, essentially. Like he just, it's it's the body language. It's the, the way that he snaps the puck around. It's just all of it. Like the game is totally incomplete. And the first goal that's the one thing about his game that is just, I, I think you can give up on this point, is his ability to protect the front of the net and battle in front of the net. is It's just, he's a non-factor there. So, yeah, you're yeah. watching these highlights of Lilligren. It's All their chances are straight Lilligren. him, basically. Yeah, it's just they're, the only times that they ever had anything going, it was and with 37 on the ice. So, yeah, I don't I don't really know. Borny, I feel like if Timmy didn't have Pono. Oh, sorry, yeah. Borny show no, me some Oh, go ahead. That's you go ahead. Go ahead. No, just I felt like t- if Timmons didn't have mono, he'd be in the he'd be in the next game for Lilligren. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I love Timmons either. Who said you do? I guess you can't I play. I don't know. You can't. You can't be much worse than what Lilligren's been for this team this year, man. Like flat no. out. Well, Borny showed me a bunch of the like the the advanced stats, like the skating speed, the shooting speed, like all the stuff. He's just like below fiftieth percentile in everything. Like mm. he's just there's not one part of his game that's defining. Right. There's not one part of it. You're like, well, at least he can do that. So I, I like, I don't want to spend too much time on the negative here clearly. Cause it was an awesome win for sure. the Leafs. But like, to me, this is something that if, I mean, you gotta, he just doesn't take the body or the stick there. Like nope. he just does neither of the things you're supposed to do when a guy has position on you. I just, I don't, I don't know how deep you're going with this guy playing any significant minutes on your decor period. Yep. Like he's a, he's a, to me, a, bottom pair guy or a middle pair guy on a on a bad team quite frankly it just sucks because they had real expectations for him this year mm-hmm. like you really thought that one of the the chances for this blue line was that if Lilligren took a step and I I just don't know tonight was like when your whole team's playing well and you're the only guy fighting it that's yeah. that, that's why I'm bringing it up is it's hard to ignore that anyways um on to the old Revo there too whoopsies yeah. <laughs> uh on to let's let's do mcmahon because okay the first goal is awesome because he starts from behind the net he battles his way to the front but the second one dude roll the second one jobo leafs have well at this point two breakaways Mm -hmm. and a domi opportunity where it's just sitting on the goal line and you just basically punch it anywhere it goes in and the game had this real feel of oh yeah oh no oh no you're out playing these guys and you can't buy one and then the kid just posts up, battles, doesn't quit on the play, and picks it. This is this is a beauty. I really impressed. Like I, I thought even outside of the goals, he was really noticeable tonight. And I yeah, loved, he was. I loved, loved the move at the end of the game by Keith putting out those three guys to end the game, where it's Camp, Gregor, and McMahon who had an awesome mm-hmm. night. Like they just they deserved the shot. He ends up banking one in for the hat trick. 
but this was his reputation in the minors. Like they've brought him up. He's clearly a big body. He's being asked to, I think, do a different thing than he usually does. Like they're trying to use him as a more of a physical guy. Do you remember him getting in the fight after he hammered who wasn't on the ducks from behind or whatever? I think maybe it was the ducks. Forget who it was that he nailed. He's just, he's really trying to do a different type of role, but he's the type of guy where the puck lands on his stick in a good spot. Like that's an elite finish, man. Falling yeah, away, cross body, bar down. Like that's beautiful stuff. And it's just, it's a great story for a guy who wasn't even supposed to play. That's awesome. Like if these two guys hadn't been sick, he doesn't get in the lineup tonight. And it's just, he goes in there, has an excellent game. Clearly his best game as a Leaf. Like outside of even the hat trick that he had, Jobo was telling us he had 13 minutes. I mean, that's got to be a career high for him playing. That well, was a lot. The big thing was that he also, he had five hits tonight. Yeah, he was running around. Like just yeah. really, really noticeable. I loved his game, even outside the hat trick, like I said. And this is just a huge, a, you said it right off the hop before we got into the Riley stuff. It's just an eye-opener night for Keefe that yep. you have other guys that you can trust in different stations, uh, situations other than the big boys. You Bro, really can. Top thing in my list tonight is this yeah. is the biggest takeaway from tonight's game. If you're Sheldon Keefe, you cannot come away from this game and then when the other guys return, treat the team the same way. You know, I had Cam Jansen on my podcast today and we were talking about Craig Berube because he's a St. Louis guy. This is the mm -hmm. team that fired Craig Berube. That's the reason that we're having these chats is because St. Louis fired that guy. Mm -hmm. And what's one of the messages that I keep getting from guys that know Craig Berube? It's that he gets everybody on the team feeling like they have a role and they're involved. Yeah. And I think that's part of what you saw tonight is everybody knew they were going to get ice time. Yep. There wasn't a feeling for a Nick Robertson where boy, if I make a mistake and have a turnover, I'm going to be riding the pine tonight. They had to play him because they had poor old Alex Steves ready to go <laughs> playing his eight minutes. Didn't notice him once, by the way. Did, I think he got play. over 10 tonight. No. I think I saw that he got over 10. I think he did. Yeah, I'm just looking here. He played 10-14 tonight. Dude, I, I'm not even trying to be a dick. No, I know. No, I, I, know. I, I could not tell you what his number is. 46. I couldn't tell you. I didn't notice him who, one time. Who, this who are you? Daryl Sutter? What yeah. number is he? I, I, I'm telling you, dude. I'm not I'm not trying to be that guy. I just uh, that entire game, there was not one moment where I went, oh Steve's, I swear to God, he might he might be a specter. I just didn't I didn't notice him. Anyway, uh that's my Alex Steve's talk. I'm sorry for that. But oh, Jobo, who had six hits? Steve's had six hits or no. Steve's had six hits and led the team tonight. Well, so oh. did so. I, I have it here is that Bobby McMahon had six hits. Oh, okay. Anyways, I, I sort so, of was a confusing one. Anyways, continue. No, either way. Um, point is, is that I just thought everybody did well with the ice time that they had tonight. Mm -hmm. Right? Like team played easy. It was a it was a simple, a simplified game plan, and you got to see Max Domi play with a little bit of skill. Their line had some chemistry. They were going poor. Bertuzzi is again uh. completely cursed. I've said petition for whoever's cursed this man to please lift it for the love of God. Someone's got to get, he's got to do the Kyrie Irving burn the sage and walk through the arena. Like there's no other, there's no other choice for this guy at this point. The first one was insane. Yeah. I like that. Just shoot it in the net, man. Like you're, I know. the goalie is going the opposite way. You make one hard stride. This is a bunny. This is a layup. Look at this dude. Oh my God. Like he's never going to score the again. The worst part think. is, is he's chasing the puck after and he's just like falling down, <laughs> facing it because he knows he's like, please just give me another chance. Please. Just one more chance. One more chance for the love of God. He falls down. I think three times after 
just and then he, look at him. He's just chasing know, it. Please, he put please on give it back. That oh, my God, please give it back. Oh, please, please, please. Oh, please. And that breakaway is just an awful move. Like a yeah. guy with zero confidence overthinks it, being mm-hmm. like, I'm going to dangle this goalie. Clearly just like, oh, oh, oh like, no. He was trying to go five hole kind of after he caught. Like, I, I have no idea what he was trying to do with this breakaway. Mm-hmm. Just a guy that has zero confidence in scoring a goal. And I thought for a minute when they put out the, the, the defensive line, I guess, at the end of the game, I was like, please, Sheldon, for the love of God. Just put 59 out there. Yeah. Let him see one enter the net. Let him get an empty net cookie. The guy needs yeah. one so yeah. bad. And you just see it on his face. Like, this guy is not, you know, Grabner. It's like, he can score. He's scored. And it's just he can't get one to go. It was my mom's birthday. December 27th was the last time this guy scored. That's insane. It's February 3rd. It's Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day tomorrow, man. Yeah. This guy's making five and a half schmill. It's crazy. And, like, I think he's playing well. Like, I think he's noticeable. I thought that pass he made to Robertson tonight was awesome, mm-hmm. where he's coming down the wing, and it's like, of course he's going to force it. He needs to shoot it. He's got a chance. Makes an excellent no-look pass across to Robertson, who doesn't get the doesn't get to go because Bennington makes a great save. But, like, he's still playing well. It's just at some point here, like, it's got to go. It's just yep. got to go. You got to yep. push it over. Yep. Totally agree. People are sick of me saying it. I just, I notice him every single night playing well. Yeah. And I thought that line had real juice and that he was the one driving the play. So, mm-hmm. you know, make of that what you will. But yes, he absolutely can't buy one. By the way, speaking of goalless droughts, uh, it's now 23 games since Gregor scored. Yeah. Yeah. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> he had the breakaway tonight too. Just a bomb. I know. That's why I brought it up. No, it's, like it's no the two dangle. curse boys, yeah. the, the two guys who can't buy a goal, both get golden opportunities. It was funny during the broadcast too. Like, Gregor's a shooter. I'm like, yeah, I don't really think he has a move. I don't. I'm not sure he's got one in the bag. Not to critique a NHL score, but he yeah. just telegraphed that from the hash marks. Yeah, like move in a little bit. Like it's just yeah, it's he's. A, it's not a great attempt. Two guys on a breakaway. The, maybe the last two guys in the team I would pick right now. I were on a breakaway. Like honestly, yeah. Honestly, Simon Benoit might get a shot <laughs> yeah. for either of those guys. You might have to put in it's the tough. butcher and just just let him cook. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Last thing for me on the giving guys more opportunity yeah. and hoping that this unlocks something. People have brought up the idea that you hope the adversity binds the team and gives them an us against the world mm-hmm. feeling, and that they all kind of get together and yeah, bond over this. To me, it's just it's exactly what happened tonight. You take that mentality for sure, but I do think that that dissipates over the course of an 82-game regular season, right? Hard to carry that all the way into the playoffs when it's uh, you're at middle of February. Mm-hmm. What can work for you, though, is getting the confidence buildup that you can actually play and earning the trust of the coach. And Sheldon Keith's been saying that he's looking for guys to step up, guys that he can trust. And I know that two of the forwards are likely to be back in the very next game, so we'll see how it operates moving forward. But it would be a damn shame if Sheldon Keefe just went back to the status quo. And I, I thought tonight there was there was two big things. One is maybe when Marner and Tavares come back, and I'm guessing it'll be in the next game, you keep that Domi, Bertuzzi, Robertson line together, and you just decide to mix up the other pairs. And the other thing was, I know they didn't score. Um I love that power play with Bertuzzi and Domi on it. It was just moving around. It looked totally different. There was an ugly pass by, uh, it was uh, Nylander to, I I don't know who that's really on, if that's just him not knowing where McCabe is supposed to be. But yeah, it's a pretty awful pass. But I, I thought that it looked completely different tonight. 
when they were setting up. And and if I was Sheldon Keefe, I would I would probably take a look at maybe you do have two power play units. Maybe you do break it up and see if you can get something new and you can get something from Max Domi and Bertuzzi on uh, on special teams. I'm glad you brought that up because I had it in my mind and I forgot to write it down when I watched it. Yeah. But I completely agree. That's something that looked really good. And I like Ber- <clears throat> I like Bertuzzi's skill set with Matthews and as well with, with Domi, right? Because like both mm-hmm. of those guys complement Matthews on the power play where Domi can pass to him and Bertuzzi can get in front of the net, screen the goalie. Like he's just, those two guys can complement each other well. And McCabe flying in there to poke at the goalie. Like, yeah. This guy is an animal. His Such nose a rat. It's cut up. Like I've never seen a more ravaged nose. His nose is disgusting. Like it, yeah, truly it really is. is awful. He's got the, the big, both black eyes. He looks like absolute hell. And he's still running in there, just trying to dig it out, like underneath yeah. a clearly frozen puck. And he's just like, I'm digging. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Didn't really love the response from the Blues on that. Not a very, like, that was greasy. And they mm-hmm. didn't really do much. Like, you see him coming in here if you're watching on Sportsnet Plus or YouTube. I'm like, that's not much. Like, mm-hmm. that should be a brawl. That was rotten by, by him. And I love that. But uh, I agree. I thought this is an eye-opening event for, for Keith, where it's like, you know, the two units could work. I don't know how you'd split it up with Marner and Tavares when they come back. Maybe you replace Domi on that unit with Marner, and then you put it put Tavares on the other one. Like I don't really know how you do it, but there's definitely for me some something there. Well, it's and, tough because McCabe Tavares hasn't been good. getting any goals. Tavares hasn't been getting yeah. any goals, and he finally starts getting some on the power play, and he misses one game, and we're like, get him out of there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, true. It's tough. He, it's tough. I think Tavares has to go in for Bertuzzi, unfortunately, but yeah. I would consider going with five forwards while you don't have Riley, and I would definitely be looking at having Domi be on the top unit. Like, he's just – he's a jitterbug on, yeah. on the power play. He moves around. He gets everybody involved. 100%. He, he's, he's built for a power play, dude. Yeah. So – Give me, give me a little bit more Domi up there. Um, yeah. Plus, let him just see the bump in the minutes. At least Bertuzzi gets more ice. Well, you don't think maybe that there's a conversation to be had with Tavares? Like, he's the captain. He's established where you're just like, hey, we're trying to get this guy. We're trying to get the ghoul out of this guy's mind here. We're trying to, trying to wake this guy up from his two-month slumber. Like, maybe we can give him a couple games on the top unit so maybe he can bounce one in and Tavares be like, well, obviously that's fine with me. Anything to get my teammates going. I, uh, I, I love, I love Bertuzzi and I love what he brings to our team. So maybe they can just do that. You don't think? You say that, but my experience with knowing guys who like stats and who like getting goals is that they want to be a part of the unit that gets the most stats and goals. Yeah, I think that's probably fair, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, nothing uh, else. Salient, from you. That's else? a salient observation. Yeah. Anything else uh, from you? Uh, I guess there wasn't a whole lot of Samson off tonight. Thought he was fine. Didn't really have a lot of action. No, he was fine. Yeah. Nothing really to say. And I think, you know, you just, much like we did when the, when Wool got hurt, this five game stretch without Riley cross one off on the win column because this coming stretch, they go blues Philly. Who's coming out of the break red hot. I think they've won four in a row. So that's Mm -hmm. gonna be another tough one at home. Then they have the ducks. Then they have the coyotes. And then they have the oh, so then they have the Ducks and the Blues and then the Coyotes. So that's their next five games. So, yep. and then it gets real hard. It's a couple Vegas games. There's a Colorado game in there. I Bruins. believe I yeah, the Bruins. So you need to get these points here without Riley, and you need to get them back for those tough ones coming up because my Golden Knights are coming to town and they're starting to get healthy, bud, and they look really good. So, uh, yeah, 
get help, get get uh, Riley back in there for the tough teams. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Leave five stars. Hit the thumbs up on YouTube. Leave a comment. Do all those nice things. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus at Sammy McKee. And we will see you on Thursday night against Philly Coyotes. Philly. Philly. Right. Philly. Philly. All right. We'll see you then.